Hello, this is the Watershed Investigations Briefing, so not our normal podcast. We're here to update you on some of the latest news and investigations that we have been doing. Yeah, so normally we bring you tales from the front line where we have somebody who's been struggling with a water issue right at the the cutting edge of what's happening and then we interview an expert but here we're just going to give you a little update on um, something that's been in the news and this is about nutrient neutrality but first of all should we say where we are because we're out yeah. filming here in Cornwall as part of a film we're doing for the ENDS report investigating water quality in estuaries around the country and we're overlooking the beautiful bay in Falmouth and there's a little party going on in the background so you can hear the music there The latest developments we wanted to talk about is the government has scrapped the nutrient neutrality legislation and they say it's to boost house building. But obviously, you know, environmentalists are really worried that this is going to increase all the pollution in our rivers. Do you want to quickly explain what nutrient neutrality is? Yeah, so step back a little bit. Rivers around the UK, everybody knows, are very, very much polluted and everyone's familiar that sewage is a big problem, but farming has been a massive problem as well. And the Environment Agency says that farming and agriculture is a bigger problem in terms of pollution than sewage. However, both together, they create a massive problem and that's around nutrients, so phosphates and nitrates, going into the waters. Um, There are lots of areas around the UK where the um, waters, protected waters, because they're they're really special habitats, um, are already stressed with nutrients. So Natural England was really worried about this and they wrote to councils and said, don't create any more developments, no more big housing developments that are going to add more nutrients. And nutrients being from all the sewage coming out of the new homes and the rivers can't deal with it. Exactly, because they're already struggling with it. So local authorities, we advise that you shouldn't uh, greenlight any new developments unless they can prove they're not going to make the pollution worse. Um, that has led to a bit of a block on, on new housing in around 72 local authorities because they're worried that you know this is going to make their already polluted waterways worse. Um, but it's all got twisted around, so instead of looking at the sources of pollution and trying to sort that out, the government has now gone, right, well, we better get rid of those rules so we can build those houses. This is something that we actually investigated earlier in the month and published um, something in the Times where there are about 74 local councils where important water bodies, important rivers were already in what they call unfavourable conservation status. So they were already under a lot of stress and, and basically really polluted. And what we found is actually agricultural runoff, which is the biggest polluter of the rivers. Of all the known reasons across 64 councils, 44% were reported to be due to agricultural pollution and 21% as a result of the water sector, so that's essentially human pollution. Do you want to talk about where where were some of the worst places that we found? Yeah. So we went through all the local authorities and we found that farm pollution was a massive problem in Cheshire where, according to Environment Agency data, it's responsible for around 74% of the known causes for rivers falling those standards, those standards that are set out under the Water Framework Directive. Remember Water Framework Directive because we're going to come back to that in a minute. Anyway, so those are the standards that are being uh, missed. And uh, in Cheshire, as you're saying, it's farming. And in Mid-Devon... It was farming was responsible for 73% of failures, and in Cheshire West, 71%. Cheshire is very rural, so that's probably, you know, it's not surprising that agricultural pollution is a problem. Water sector, however, Liana, do you want to tell them where that was the biggest issue? 
Well, it was the biggest issue in 14 local authorities. 48% of Swindon's river failures are attributed to sewage discharge from water companies. And in Stockton and Tees, 45% of their rivers failing to meet good standards is because of the water sector releasing uh, sewage into the rivers. So the government have just ripped up these pollution rules to protect rivers. But they were pretty weak, even to begin with, anyway. I mean, the Environment Agency officer who spoke to us anonymously described it as gaslighting and greenwashing if new developments are only to prove that they won't make things worse when rivers are going to remain in the same poor state. And he said that they need to go above and beyond to improve rivers if they're going to you know, hit government targets to bring 75% of rivers back to their near natural state. So the law was really weak to start with and now it's been ripped up. And this is, this is all sort of summed up quite nicely by Richard Benwell, who's the Wildlife and Countryside Link CEO. He's saying there are three major outcomes, um, really bad outcomes as a result of what's happened. So the, to, to stop this nutrient neutrality thing, they've had to fiddle with the habitats regulations. Um, and what that means is that obviously the most sensitive river ecosystems, the ones that were already stressed, are going to be exposed to more pollution. It's going to weaken environmental law, and that's going to be in direct contravention of government's promises. They've been saying they're going to protect the environment and leave the environment in a better state than they, they inherited it. Um, and then it's going to put costs on public and the environment. So rather than making the polluter pay, you and I and the environment and wildlife, we're all going to have to suck it up as a result. Another example of the way the government is really not living up to what to its words is that under the water framework directive which is the eu legislation we're supposed to check our water bodies coastal waters transitional waters rivers lakes and everything groundwater uh, for ecological health um, and that used to happen annually and then it happened once every th- three years and now it's not going to happen until uh, a six-year period has elapsed now it's going to be in 2025 isn't it yeah so, i mean but we were really waiting for it this year and they kind of got quietly, well, it wasn't greatly announced that some of it was updated. They did some testing. Yeah, so they're within the rules. They're allowed, the WFD rules say you can, from this point, only report on the health every six years. So it's not breaking any laws, it's not doing anything bad. However, knowing the public outrage, knowing all the promises that it's given, to say actually, well, you know, we don't only have to do it every six years, so now we're only going to do it every six years, and that's it. When we need to know more, and this absence of knowledge at a time when our rivers are in such a mess is pretty outrageous. So we found out the government had published some partial results of the health of our rivers. So this year, about 20,400 tests were done, and that's compared to almost 95,000 in 2019 and no chemical assessments were made in any of the waters tested. So critically, there was no PFAS tested. Yep, no chemicals, and they didn't bother to test any groundwater, any canals, any coasts, coastal waters, and no transitional waters or aquifers. So that's quite a big gap. That We're not going to know anything about those in terms of these full-on assessments until 2025. And that also means you can't compare... Because normally you can compare year on year or the year to the previous three years, but because they're doing it in partially partial bits, you won't be able to see overall nationwide whether things are getting better or worse. I think it's really critical that they haven't done any tests for chemicals because every river failed that test. 
we're not going to know what those levels are until 2025. Yeah. Do you want to hear about more weakening? Weakening and slackening and all that kind of stuff. So under the WFD there was a target that all water bodies should be in good condition by 2015, which is obviously missed. And now there's an extended deadline to 2027, which will be missed. And we've known that we'll, we'll be missed for, for many years anyway. However, DEFRA set itself a, a new target for rivers. So instead of all water bodies good by 2015, they've changed it and they've written into the Environmental Improvement Plan uh, in 2018 that they want most rivers or some rivers at close to its natural state as soon as is practicable. So every single sort of clause in that sentence is something that is debatable. There's nothing accurate. There's nothing you can hold them account to. So what is natural state? What is as close to natural state? And what is when is as soon as is practicable? So it's all just get out of jail free cards all over the place. We asked the Labour Party, we asked the Conservative Party and the Liberal Democrats and the Green Party. We asked for kind of statements. So the Liberal Democrats, Environment Spokesman Tim Farron, he got back saying, this is yet more evidence of a shocking lack of transparency about the health of our rivers. The government is letting profiteering water companies get away with sewage leaks while toxic chemicals are finding their way into our rivers. We have no idea just how much pollution is in our rivers and on our beaches. The Liberal Democrats have repeatedly called for the Conservatives to take action, yet instead of doing so, they seem to be trying to hide the problem. And the Green Party peer, Natalie Bennett, said the government clearly recognised the huge public anger about the parlous state of our waterways, but instead of taking action to clean them up, it is instead trying to hide the data. Now, the Labour Party didn't get back to us and didn't give us a comment, but what did DEFRA say? Yeah, DEFRA said that they, um, they've released this partial, partial data when they don't actually have to release any data until 2015. So actually, they're doing a really good thing. And they've said that they're deliberately targeting most of their sampling water bodies with suspected problems so they can get the evidence for investment, for example, from water companies' partners where it's most needed. And also on the nutrient neutrality, they say they are going to be putting um, investment into reducing water pollution. But we're going to dive deeper into nutrient neutrality for our next podcast which is going to be with Doug Parr who is the chief scientist for Greenpeace. That was the watershed investigations briefing. <laughs>